ABC News. News Radio 1000, FM 97.7. Stay connected, stay informed. Good morning on this Monday, March 6th. It is 8.02 and now 34 degrees in downtown Seattle. Along with Brian Calvert, I'm Manda Factor, and here's what's happening. All kinds of traffic issues this morning. Kiara has an update in a couple of minutes. But first, the president of Finland will meet with Governor Inslee today. It's the start of a five-day tour of the U.S. for the president's uh, focused largely on security. The trip comes as Finland moves to join NATO in light of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. After a speech to a joint session of the state legislature, the Finnish president will travel to California, then Virginia and Washington, D.C. A man was rushed to the hospital after being shot multiple times in Seattle's Belltown neighborhood. It happened this morning about 4.20 near 3rd and Bell. Police have not released any suspect information. A local police officer wounded yesterday morning in a shootout with a suspect in Shoreline. It happened near 145th Street and 15th Avenue. An independent investigative team spent hours Sunday, scouring the scene of a shooting involving a King County deputy. Just after 2 o'clock, a King County Sheriff's deputy was investigating a suspicious vehicle. Uh, upon contact, there was some sort of altercation and gunshots were exchanged. Jackie Kent, Como News. Both the deputy and the suspect are expected to survive. Seattle police are being credited with cleaning up a crime-ridden part of downtown. Como Force Paul Rivera reports as a result, some businesses, including the popular Poroshki Poroshki, are returning to 3rd Avenue. At the beginning of last year, it was labeled a crime hotspot by city leaders. Since then, it has received a lot of attention. That includes police emphasis and security patrols. Our customers are so happy that we're back. We hear it all throughout the day. So happy to see you. Kim Foster, the district manager for Poroshki Poroshki, said they've noticed a difference. As those in city government plot a new future for downtown Seattle, businesses staying open will be a part of that formula. As along 3rd Avenue and nearby, boards on windows and doors can still be seen. But ideas are being floated around. That includes finding new life for empty and closed buildings in the form of housing, bars, or restaurants. I think bringing back businesses, small businesses, bringing back restaurants, you know, making this a destination for people to come. And a recent Gensler Research Institute study showed that people in Seattle want more social venues and more parks, bars, and restaurants. That's Como Force Paul Rivera. It is eight oh four. We're gonna we're gonna start your traffic coverage this morning with uh, something a little bit different. We've been talking all morning about a big problem in the southbound lanes of I five at Federal Way. We had several lanes closed. Matter of fact, for a time. All the lanes of that portion of the freeway were closed. We're going to get over to the news line this hour. Yep, Trooper Rick Johnson is with us. Uh, what, what, what more can you tell us about the situation there in Federal Way? Well, excuse me, this occurred about 5.30 this morning. And what we have, uh, I just got off the phone with the sergeant at the scene. Uh, it's two vehicles and then one uh, semi without a trailer, so a bobtail uh, semi-cab. One of the drivers of the vehicle is at Harborview in critical condition, last we heard. So we're just obviously uh, continuing with the investigation there. And, yes, multiple planes are blocked. If you can avoid the area, please do. Um, it's going to be a little while yet before we finish our investigation. Trooper, we've come to know that uh, a lot of times these investigations will take a long time, especially when one of the victims is critical because you have to investigate everything in case that this turns real serious and someone actually dies as a result, right? That's correct. That is correct, yes. And so we have collision uh, techs there, and 
mapping the scene. So um, obviously we, we want to clear it up as quickly as possible. But like you said, we will do a thorough investigation um, into this collision. Thanks for all the information. We appreciate it. Trooper Rick Johnson. All right, let's continue our coverage from the High Performance Homes Traffic Center. Here's Kiara Jordan. Well, it looks like we've had all lanes reopened with that crash, uh, except for the right lane right now. But damage has been done, and we are seeing bumper-to-bumper backup from State Route 516. It's been adding about an extra almost hour to the drive. But now that we're able to get through, hopefully we can start to see some relief with that. North on I-5 has just been uh, struggling as well just due to the visual distraction. And so you're seeing this heavy drive out of the Fife curve. Then we've been working with an issue, uh, icy road. Roads and multiple crashes. All westbound lanes of the West Seattle Bridge are currently closed at the Harbor Island exit. If you get onto the bridge, you're going to be detoured off at uh, First Avenue, and you won't be able to get through there. We have our ramps from I-5 to the West Seattle Bridge. Those are currently blocked off and try and keep people from that area. Northbound I-5 is a real struggle from about mid-Boeing Field, and then eastbound traffic getting onto that West Seattle Bridge, and we're seeing almost a mile back up there. Our next northwest traffic out, 814. And our forecast now is sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services. Uh, let's get to meteorologist Kristen Clark. The occasional shower will interrupt that strong March sun this afternoon. Our highs struggle to reach the 50-degree mark, which is slightly below the seasonal norm for this time of the year. And as showers persist tonight into early Tuesday morning, at times will mix with wet snow as low temperatures tonight bottom out in the 30s and close to freezing. So the possibility for icy road conditions does exist for the next few mornings as the trend of uh, showers will continue on the daily. In the Combo 4 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Kristen Clark. A little foggy in Arlington, where it's 35 right now to the south in Olympia, cloudy right at the freezing mark. Here in Seattle, we have uh, some clouds, some breaks in the clouds, a little bit foggy still, and 36. It is 807. We certainly appreciate being a part of your morning routine on this Monday. Washington's homeless kids stand a better chance for success in school under a bill that has now passed the state house. We get the update from Northwest News Radio's Corwin Hake. House Bill 1622 has passed the house unanimously, bringing closer to state law a plan to counsel, tutor, and provide housing to as many homeless K-12 through students as possible, even reaching kids at risk of becoming homeless. Skylar Root is a Republican state representative from Walla Walla. We know that uh, students who are experiencing homelessness have lower graduation rates, and I think these additional supports go a long way to mitigate some of those challenges. The bill augments a measure that became state law in 2016, under which districts received grant money to identify and assist homeless kids. The updated bill provides more services and promotes collaboration between districts and housing authorities. The state Senate hears the bill next. Corwin Hake, Northwest News Radio. Youth in crisis here in Washington often don't get the proper care they need. Como Force Theron Zahn tells us about another bill in the state legislature that would actually change that. But according to a state lawmaker from Issaquah, many of our state's emergency rooms and hospitals are where young people in crisis become stuck. They're there because of anxiety, depression, self-harm. And unable to get connected to the kind of help they need. They wind up being there for days, weeks, 
even over a year. House Bill 1580 aims to get kids out of this cycle. It was just passed unanimously in Olympia. It would create a new children and youth multi-system care coordinator. The care coordinator would be responsible for a multi-agency response and rapid care team to find the right care and living arrangements for children in crisis. Finding a path to discharge from the hospital into the services and care that they need, not only for the child, but also for the family. This would not only help children and teenagers get the care they need, but also take stress off our hospital system. The bill now moves to the Senate for debate. In the meantime, more children are caught in a health care maze. Theron's on Como News. It's 810. That's time to get back to the Beacon Plumbing Sports Desk with Tom Hutler. The Kraken picked up a win over last year's Stanley Cup champions with a 3-2 overtime win over Colorado last night in Denver. Seattle coach Dave Haxtall glad to get the victory. We're happy with the two points. We had to really stay with it. Uh, had to get a little bit better throughout the game. Um, and, you know, in the, in the you know, kind of the small competitive areas, you know, we, we wanted to be a little bit better as we went through the game, something we talked about after the first. Yeah, I'll give, give the guys a ton of credit. Just stayed with it throughout. After sweeping their four-game road trip, Seattle's now home to open a four-game home stand beginning tomorrow night against Anaheim. The Washington State women's basketball team, Pac-12 champs for the first time ever. After beating UCLA yesterday 65-61, Charlize Ledger-Walker and Bella Maracatete combined to score 44 points in the win. The Cougs will now await their seeding in the NCAA tournament coming up on Sunday with the selection show. The Pac-12 men's tournament begins Wednesday in Las Vegas. Washington will face Colorado at noon. Washington State follows at 2.30 against Cal. And tonight, 10th-ranked Gonzaga faces San Francisco in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament, also in Las Vegas. The Zag women's team plays a tournament game today at noon against Brigham Young. Sports at 10 40 past each hour. Tom Hutler, Northwest News Radio. Thank you, Tom. 8-11 on this Monday morning. Another traffic update with Kiara in just a few moments. But first, nearly a year later, comedian Chris Rock is talking about the incident at the Oscars we all remember very well. You know, anybody that says words hurt has never been punched in the face. Comedian Chris Rock pulling no punches. Will Smith played Muhammad Ali in a movie. You think I auditioned for that part? <laughs> he played Muhammad Ali. I played Pookie in New Jack City. Breaking his silence in a big way in his first stand-up special nearly a year after the assault on stage at the Academy Awards. Oh, wow! In Netflix's first ever live event, Selective Outrage, the legendary comedian and actor donning all white while addressing that now infamous moment. People I didn't hurt. It still hurts! I got summertime ringing in my ears almost a year to think about what he would say, only the way that Chris Rock could say it. When Chris Rock is at his best, he really is able to successfully marry social commentary with humor. Rock again, taking aim at Will Smith and wife Jada Pinkett Smith, teasing tabloid father surrounding their marriage. I didn't have any entanglements. <laughs> Everybody in here been cheating None of us have ever been interviewed by the person that cheated on us on television. She hurt him way more than he hurt me, okay? And suggesting Smith slapping him for joking about Jada's bald head, the result of alopecia, was actually misplaced anger. Rock has maintained he didn't know about Jada's condition at the time. Everybody in the world called him a... I tried to call him... 
and give him my condolences. He ain't pick up for me. The entertainer sincerely acknowledging that he even admired his fellow actor at one point. He made some great movies. I have rooted for Will Smith my whole life. I root for this. Okay. Smith has repeatedly spoken about the incident, publicly apologizing for his actions and punished by the Academy, banned from returning to the Oscars for the next 10 years. Chris, I apologize to you. Uh, my behavior was unacceptable. I'm human and I made a mistake. Rock receiving rave reviews from many for the set that tackled topics like abortion, racism, wokeness, and cancel culture. The kind of people that play Michael Jackson songs but won't play R. Kelly. <laughs> Same crime. One of them just got better songs. But the 58-year-old funny man facing criticism for his comments about black women and his continued attacks of Pinkett Smith. USA Today writing, if he's going to joke about Jada Pinkett Smith and extensively address the Oscar slap, the punchline has to be better than calling her a gendered slur over and over again. So we reached out to Smith's camp for comment and didn't hear back. ABC's Janae Norman reporting. It's 814. That's Northwest traffic time every 10 minutes on the fours. Let's get back to the High Performance Homes Traffic Center. Kiera Jordan keeping an eye on things. We still have an issue on the West Seattle Bridge, Kiera. We do. We have all of our westbound lanes currently blocked. Uh, it's going to be, well, about 99 is as far as you're going to be able to go. That's where you're forced off of the roadway. A little bit further west of there, we've had some really icy conditions, and there were multiple crashes, and so they just went ahead and shut everything down. Eastbound traffic can get on to the West Seattle Bridge, but you're going to find yourself sitting back up before you can do so. We also continue to work with a long-term crash in Federal Way. This is southbound I-5. It's south of 288. For a good portion of the morning, it was blocking multiple lanes. Now we're at the point where just the right lane is blocked, but we're really not seeing any improvement with this backup. It is completely solid from State Route 516. I would continue to uh, suggest that you use an alternate route, though. Southbound 99, that's really starting to get pretty busy. Northbound I-5, you've been distracted by this scene, and so your delays are going to start just north of the Fife Curve into the area. It's what's backing up westbound 18 between 167 and I-5. We've been working with a long-term crash on uh, eastbound State Route 900 at Cougar Mountain. That's been causing about three miles of backups into that area. Our next Northwest traffic app, 824. And our forecast sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services and just a mix of showers and sunbreaks for today and tomorrow. Push 50 for the high both days. Overnight low 36. Slight chance of some showers for your Wednesday and a high near 50. Right now, it is 34 degrees in downtown Seattle. News Radio 1000, FM 97.7. Your information station with Manda Factor and Brian Calvert. Sponsored by Muckleshoot Casino. And Frank Lindsay's at the editor's desk on this Monday morning. It's 8.16. Kentucky has the most power outages across the nation as it recovers from storms that turn deadly. Around 130,000 are in the dark following the recent storm system that killed five people. Governor Andy Bashir said the victim Victims included four men, one woman, as wind speeds reached over 70 miles per hour. Former President Donald Trump was back on the campaign stump over the weekend, as we hear from ABC's Jonathan Carl. Speaking over the weekend to the staunchly pro-Trump conservative political action conference, the former president portrayed himself as a 
victim of politically motivated investigations, and he vowed to be the voice for those out for revenge. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Among those who Trump said have been wronged were those charged with crimes for attacking the Capitol on January 6th. Trump himself faces multiple state and federal criminal investigations and lawsuits, but he told reporters none of them will force him out of the race, even if he is indicted. So you'll stay uh, in the race? Uh, oh, absolutely. I wouldn't no. even think about leaving. While Trump dominated CPAC, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis spoke this weekend at the Reagan Library. DeSantis is expected to challenge Trump for the Republican nomination. And while he didn't mention Trump by name, he took a veiled shot at the way the former president ran the White House. I can tell you in four years, uh, you didn't see our administration leaking like a sieve. You didn't see a lot of drama or palace intrigue. What you saw was surgical precision execution day after day after day. But DeSantis didn't say if he is running. The 2024 Republican race is off to a slow start. Trump's only major declared Republican opponent is former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, as others so far are waiting on the sidelines. And the field of potential Republican presidential candidates just got a little bit smaller. One of Trump's most prominent Republican critics, former Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, says he will not be a candidate for president in 2024. ABC's Jonathan Carl. A Southwest Airlines flight had to make an emergency landing in Cuba over the weekend. A terrifying mid-air scare. Passengers screaming as smoke fills the cabin inside a Southwest Airlines plane. People on board using overhead oxygen masks that drop down. The flight was headed to Fort Lauderdale from Havana on Sunday. Southwest saying there was a reported bird strike to an engine and the aircraft's nose shortly after takeoff. We have bird strikes happen every day in commercial aviation, but very seldom does it require an emergency return. However, we always err on the side of caution, and that's what this crew did. The plane turning around and making an emergency landing. Passengers covering their faces as they evacuated through the emergency exits. Some seen standing on the wing of the plane. Others rushing back inside, making their way through the smoke down to the tarmac using the inflatable slides. Crews there waiting to transport them back to the terminal as firefighters hose down the plane. What we had was a precautionary emergency landing. And that doesn't mean it's a full-blown, almost on the edge of disaster emergency, but it does mean that we're not going to take any chances if something needs to be put on the ground. Southwest calling the situation unusual and unsettling. They're rebooking passengers onto other flights. It doesn't appear that anyone was injured here. ABC's Victor Okendo. It's 820 time to get to your StockCharts.com money update. Amazon continues to pull back on its brick-and-mortar operations by announcing it will close eight Amazon Go convenience stores permanently. Two of the stores are in Seattle. They've been closed temporarily for several months already. The Puget Sound Business Journal reports the opening of some larger stores appears to be delayed. The company isn't commenting on opening dates for stores planned in South Hill and Bellevue. China is targeting annual growth of about 5% as the central bank tries to kickstart a post-pandemic recovery. Economists say China's target of around 
around 5% growth for 2023 is conservative and likely reflects a determination to make sure that that target is met after the country's growth fell well short of government expectations in 2022. The central bank is avoiding any major stimulus measures and promoting a strategy of more sustainable support. Beijing is also promoting the need for self-reliance in technology amid growing tensions with the US in areas such as semiconductors. Richard Kimber in Hong Kong. Checking Wall Street stocks are higher. The Dow up 121 right now at 33,512. S&P 500 to up 28. The Nasdaq is up more than 1%, about 126 points. Here on Northwest News Radio, you can listen for money news at 20 and 50 minutes past each hour. It's 821. A traffic update with Kiara is coming up next. Whatever the weather, we'll make it clear. Stay with the team that brings the most trusted forecast from Como 4 and the National Weather Service. News Radio 1000, FM 97.7, your information station.